Welcome to the Awakening Podcast. This week's episode, just a short one. It's um, from the Meditation Podcast, but because it covers kind of mind, body, and mindfulness and health, it's kind of relevant to everybody. And at the end of the day, we want to try and stay as positive and as healthy as possible to deal with all the corruption that's going on. I have plenty of other ones that are ready that hopefully get out this week. So I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the Meditation Podcast. You can find all our episodes on meditationpodcast.org. We're also on BitChute and YouTube. You'll find the links in the podcast description. I have four other podcasts, and I'm a podcasting coach. They're the Awakening Podcast, the Speaking Podcast, Learn Polish Podcast, and the Crypto Podcast, and all can be found on roycon.com. Today, my guest, currently based in Texas, please welcome Hope Pedraza. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. No problem. So you might let the listeners know who's Hope. Yeah, yeah. So I am, I hope, Pajaza, and I live in San Antonio, Texas in the States, and I am a certified holistic nutritionist. I'm a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, and I'm also the founder of InBalance, which is a Pilates-based fitness franchise. So excellent. I suppose you might let us know, first of all, your journey, how you got into, you know, Pilates and everything. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So my, my background is in dance. I started dancing when I was about three years old and I danced through, I mean, really all the way through college up until, I mean, I still feel like I'm a dancer at heart. So I feel like I'll always be a dancer. Um, and I do, we do teach some dance cardio classes at my studio, but yeah, so dance is really what got me into Pilates. I think when I was in high school, I started going to the gym with my mom, you know, back in the nineties, the early two thousands, you know, you do step aerobics and you do all the things at the gym. And I started doing Pilates with her and then as I got into college, I just started doing it as kind of a side gig. Um, it just, you know, it, it, I fell in love with it when I started doing it, just the fluidity and the precision and all of it was just such a great form of movement. And again, lent well to my, you know, my dance background. And so in college, I started doing it as just kind of a side gig to make money, like, you know, teaching on campus. And um, it just kind of grew from there. And then here I am with my studio and it's just what I love to do every day. <laughs> Excellent. So I suppose in a nutshell, for those who haven't got a clue, what's Pilates all about? <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good question. If there's a lot of people, well, and it's funny because a lot of people just think like yoga and Pilates are the same thing, but they're really not. So Pilates really is a focus on the core and, you know, there's different schools of teaching. So depending on where you take it, you might, you know, the class structure might be a little bit differently, but really in essence, it's just a focus on the core and it's focused on precision control, precise controlled movements initiated from the core. So the core, for also for those listening who don't exactly know what your core is, your core is really from your shoulders down through your hips. It's not just your abs. Like people think your core is just your abs. Really, it's so much more than that. And so in Pilates, working all the parts of your core, your shoulder girdle, your deep intrinsic ab muscles, your hip flexors, your glutes, all of those parts of the core and working all of those from different directions, from different angles, and just giving like a full body movement experience that really uses your own body weight as resistance. And then with the yoga, then like they're kind of combining. But, uh, what's your yoga journey similar? See, when did I start? I guess I probably started teach. Not to, I don't teach yoga, but I started taking yoga when I was in college too. And I think you know, I think as kind of my like spiritual journey has progressed. My journey like into yoga has progressed. Cause I started, I used to be one of those people who was like, 
I wasn't a huge fan of yoga because I'm like, I can't sit still for that long. Like this is too slow. It's not fast enough. My brain is like, well, you know, going all over the place. And so I think as I kind of started my, you know, my spiritual journey, my mindfulness journey is when I would could really like appreciate what yoga is and like the benefits of yoga. So, I mean, it was probably not until well after college where I could really like acknowledge and recognize the importance of moving slow and being still and, you know, having that more mindful experience where, you know, Pilates is still that mind body connection. It's still a mind body movement, but it's just a little bit different with yoga where it's that the breath is a little different, the emphasis on, you know, slower movements, more flexibility is a little bit different. So it's while they, they are good. It's a good like thing to integrate both of them. I, I do feel like there's good benefits, like separate benefits of each. And with meditation, then do you practice meditation? I do. Yes. Yes. So I got into meditation probably, I want to say probably four years ago. And I think I just, I like to, I just, I read a lot. I listen to audibles, you know, when I'm driving and stuff. So I think I started reading some books and I started getting into it with a couple just thought leaders. And then I really got into it when I found Dr. Joe Dispenza, if you know who that is. Um, And so I got like all of his books, I read all of his books and I got my husband into it. We went to one of his like workshops right before we made it just before COVID. (laughs) So it was literally February of 2020 was when we went to one of his workshops. But I think like learning because his style is just so unique than a lot of other, you know, meditation styles that you can do. And so I think putting together that, like that scientific piece with it was really helpful, especially for my husband, who's very analytical and was very like also one of those who was like, I can't sit still long enough to meditate, you know, my brain, whatever. But I think, you know, putting a little bit of neuroscience with it was helpful and in, in being able to like understand kind of the reason behind it, you know, like the importance of it, but, but yeah, so that's kind of where it started for me. And I think I've just, I love all, I mean, I love Kundalini. I love, you know, I love all types of meditation now. And I like to experience a little bit of everything. Um, Yoga Nidra is something I've been really getting into that I really love too. Just another, just a different form of meditation, a different form of yoga. Um, But yeah, I like to experience all of it. I think all different types have, again, kind of like yoga and Pilates, there's benefits to each, right? And I like to experience a little bit of, of everything. Excellent. And uh, I know you're big into nutrition. So like, how relevant is the nutrition to be with your movement? Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, they're so intertwined. I mean, you can't have one. And that's really, really why I started my journey into nutrition coaching and being a nutritionist was, you know, I had my studio first and you know, it's mostly women and we have some men, but it's mostly women. And I would hear them talking to each other and talking about they're doing this diet and they're doing that diet. And I'm like, no, like this is not, you're not doing it right. This is not the way to do it. And so I really wanted to be able to add that like level of support for the ladies, specifically the ladies come into my studio where it's like, they're not just going by the fads and they're not just going by, you know, what their neighbor did to lose 20 pounds or whatever, but they're going like by actual sound nutrition advice and, and having that level of support and accountability where they really need it. And so that's kind of where it started. And then I've just kind of progressed my education from their nutrition and in, in integrating those together, weaving in the nutrition with movement, because you really and truly, I mean, when you're looking at wellness, you can't have one without the other. Like there's no way you can really feel that full sense of being well without connecting movement with the nutrition and the mindfulness. I think the mindfulness is equally as important as those other two pieces. And I really integrate that into my nutrition programs and have a whole, like this whole section that I teach my clients about incorporating mindfulness into 
really into their day every day because I mean you can't all of those pieces work together and all of them really work to you know the body needs all of those to work synergistically and to be balanced and to work just in harmony and uh, I know just from your website, you've got a lot of uh, beautiful recipes that, uh, you know, I wish I could cook that kind of stuff. I'm looking at but it. What I mean, those that are listening, I mean, you you actually give uh, all the ingredients and show how to make it. And you have, a, I don't know how many, but there was a lot <laughs> as well as desserts and everything. So is it, it's plant based you go by? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm predominantly plant based and, and I don't necessarily teach my clients how to be plant based, but I take what I call a plant focused approach where I'm just putting the focus on plants and, you know, whether, you know, my clients want to incorporate meat or not, isn't an issue. Like if you want to, cause I, cause I, and I'm, you know, fully aware that being plant-based is not for everybody. I'm a, a firm believer in bio-individuality and there's not one diet that's right for everybody. And so, but, but I do see the importance just, you know, from a scientific perspective of incorporating plants and kind of putting that as the emphasis on the meals. And so I'm helping my clients not so much be plant-based, but let's put a focus on plants. Let's put, maybe we add a couple, like just plant-based meals into your week. So you do have some meals where you are just eating plant-based, but you're not eating it all the time. And it's really, you know, I, I take kind of a, a, a focus on gut health. And so my approach comes from healing the gut. And so by taking that plant-focused approach, approach, I'm able to help, you know, balance out the gut microbiome, balance out the bacteria in the gut, able to build a, a healthy gut lining and protect against permeability. And so we're using the plant-based food to really build a healthy body. Just on the, you know, like the gut, I know a lot of people have issues with that. And I remember like I grew up, there's like a lake where there's a lot of swans and different types of birds. And at one stage, then they said, stop feeding the birds because, you know, the, the bread is ki- killing the birds. And I remember thinking, what about us? And right. I, I, from my research, it appears that they've actually modified the wheat. I don't know when it was done, but they've modified the wheat so that it affects us. And there's a lot of people that actually have yes. a problem because of that. Yes, for sure. Well, and you know, it's it's crazy. And this, I could like go down a rabbit hole here, but it's really crazy where, you know, you living in Europe, it's so much different than here in the States because so many of the ways that we process our food here in the States are illegal in most countries in Europe. Like our food has just been in the United States, it's just been totally stripped of all nutritional value. And so like, I know for me personally too, like I've been to Europe a few times and the few times I've been like, I am super duper sensitive to, to dairy, but I can go to Italy, we went to Italy a few years ago. I mean, I ate pizza because I'm like, I can't go to, to Italy and not eat gelato or pizza or whatever. You know, I had zero issues the whole time I was there. And it's like the quality of the food is just completely different. And I think I like people to understand that in the United States, just the, the way our food is processed. Again, you know, processed food isn't obviously we want food in its whole purest form, but the, pro- the way our food is processed is just totally different. And so it is. I mean, it's it really takes a toll on your body. It really does. And I, I don't know what, why there are so many different regulations, but I've seen even like Heinz and a lot of different, the difference in the ingredients between Europe and America. And yep. anytime, I mean, before the recording, you asked me about being in different parts and I was in a few times in America and it was the one thing, the food is terrible there. It's yes. like, even <laughs> if you stay in a four star yes. hotel, I think it was the Marriott or something. I stayed yes. at once and I was so shocked. I, <laughs> 
how bad the breakfast was. I was like, I believe it. I believe it. My husband uh, worked with a, a girl who was from the UK for a while. And she was saying when she moved here, she was, she was like, I was sick for probably the first two years I was here. Like I could not tolerate the food. I just like destroyed her gut. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's a huge difference. <laughs> So I see you're board certified member of the American Association of Drugless Practitioners. I love the drugless because, to be honest with you, you won't find one drug in my house. Yeah. I haven't taken anything for I don't know how many years. It's just <laughs> it doesn't exist. But yep. unfortunately, some people, you know, their uh, cabinets are full of medication. And I don't think they realize, one, the side effects, and two, the combination yep. of actually the concoctions they're putting together. There's yep. no tests that have ever been done. So you yep. might let me know about that board, what that system yeah, does. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So it really just kind of goes along with what I do as a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner and a holistic nutritionist is just you know, taking a holistic approach to health and taking a more functional approach where we're looking at treating the whole body in terms of like coaching up function of the entire body and coaching down whatever kind of, you know, dysfunction or metabolic chaos is going on in the body. And we're doing this, like just basically helping your bodily systems function as they're supposed to, because I mean, the fact is, you know, a lot of people do turn to over the counter medications or whatever for their symptoms. But when, when you're just managing symptoms, it, you're just putting a bandaid on it, right? Like you're not getting to the root cause why, why it's happening. And so when you're able to look at it from a holistic perspective or from like the functional approach, you're able to really get down to the root cause of the problem so that you're not just putting a bandaid on the symptom or you're not just treating symptoms, but you're treating the whole body. So you can coach up function of all the organ systems in your body, because you know, when something is going wrong, when you're having symptoms in the body, it's not just one thing, like it's this cascade effect. Like, and then, so it's almost impossible to like pinpoint exactly where it started because so many symptoms are, you know, results of other things. And so when you're treating it from that functional perspective, when you're treating the whole body, when you're coaching up function of the whole body, you're treating the body as a whole and not just like piecemealing, you know, the symptoms, let's treat the symptom and the symptom and the symptom. So yeah, so that's what that, what that is. And just being able to use, you know, nutrition, food is medicine, right? Food is medicine, using nutrition, using supplementation to help, you know, your cells function optimally and using things like mindfulness, managing stress, regulating your nervous system, like all those things together to really help just the function of your, your entire body. And it's a pity that the medical industry doesn't tell people that because I know that they actually, when they're going for surgery, it's for financial reasons. And the, you know, this, even doctors, they get the kickback as well that when they're recommending. And as you say, it's the bandaid. They're cutting off people's yeah. parts of their lungs, different parts, and they don't even tell them what they should do to yep. change what they're right. doing and just go away. And then exactly. unfortunately, you know, they, they've just limited their, their time scale, you know, on yeah. this plan planet. Yeah, yeah, for sure. hundred percent. Yeah. Once well, like, I had this conversation last week, specifically talking about women's health. And I don't know if it's the same in Europe, but here in the United States, birth control is the solution for everything. Like, oh, your hormones are out of whack, take birth control. You have bad skin, take birth control. Like, I mean, literally everything. And now like me, I'm living in this generation of women from like, you know, 30 to 45, where there's substantially increased numbers of PCOS and infertility and depression and just like total hormonal imbalances. Well, like, yeah, we've been on these synthetic hormones for how long? Like, it's just destroying our body's like natural way of functioning. Yeah, and that's all orchestrated because I mean, like I grew up in the 70s and I don't remember anybody having problems having children. In fact, yeah. people were having too many children. Exactly. And now the amount of friends and people that I know and they just can't have children, but it's, they, yep. you know, they badly want them. 
And yep. Yeah, you're dead right. I mean, I yep. even you mentioned about the skin. I remember, you know, people being told go on the pill mm-hmm. because they've got acne, and it's like, yep. what? <laughs> yep, 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 exactly. And that association then of like the for the drug, is there many involved in that? Because I haven't heard of that before. Is it a big organization? Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, a lot of holistic nutritionists and. Um, nutritionists in general, a lot of registered dietitians, a lot of functional medicine doctors, yeah, are just kind of all part of that. Mm-hmm. And I know, like, because I've got friends that are, uh, you know, neuropathic doctors and everything, they've all mm-hmm. been in the last two years during the craziness that's going on, they've been, so I assume it's the same in that field as well, that you've been kind of warned, don't be telling people about what really will cure them. <laughs> yeah, you really have to be careful. Well, and yeah, you really have to be careful with with that. Well, you know, even before this, I know um, I had some friends who sell like essential oils and stuff. And I know they would like have to be careful because a lot of their, their stuff, their posts and stuff on certain platforms would get, you know, shut down. So yeah, you really do have to be careful about how you say things and yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean my other channel the awakening that's my podcast that's exposing all i've had doctors on international doctors you know dr sherry tenpenny and a lot of them and i got kicked off and yeah yeah you know, and i i write okay let me know where where the information was incorrect and yeah right they, they, they cannot because no, they you know there, there was no. nothing false false about it yes but like it uh, the mindfulness, like I know we touched on it, but because I suppose it all loops, you know, because mm-hmm. mind, body and, you know, keep away from all these toxic uh, drugs and it's all connected. So I suppose what advice you could kind of give people, because some people, they just kind of, unfortunately, they, they listen to their government or they listen to the medical practitioner thinking they have their best interests at heart. And I believe it all comes from within you. You look after yourself and it, and once you take control of yourself, your health will start to improving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it really is. I, I think that's the biggest piece. And this is something I talk about a lot is, is building that sense of awareness, like within yourself. And I think that's the first step really, because I get asked that a lot too. Like, you know, what's the first step to really taking control of your health. It's really building that sense of awareness because I think for the majority of people, they really have no idea what's going on in their body. Like they haven't stopped long enough to really check in with, you know, how they're feeling, how their body's functioning, how, you know, food and, you know, personal care products and things actually affect their body. We don't make this space. We don't have, it's it's that mindfulness piece that you're talking about. A A lot of us just don't have the wherewithal to be still long enough to really build on that sense of awareness. And really, I think that's really the first, the first piece, the first step is building sense of awareness. So just check in with how you feel, like check in throughout the day. And, and that again, stress, stress is, you know, it's the cause of everything going on already, whether it's physical stress, chemical stress, it's stressors is what's causing any dysfunction imbalances in the body. And a lot of us just live in this chronic state of stress throughout the day because we don't take the time to check in with ourselves. Like, am I stressed? How does my body feel? Like, do I need to take a breather? You know, and so I think, I really think it's just building that sense of awareness and so that you can make, like you were talking about making decisions more like intuitively checking with your body and, and how does your body feel and taking control, you know, from within and, and let your body tell, cause your body's going to tell you what it needs. Your body's going to tell you what it needs to function optimally. If, if you stop long enough to listen to it. Absolutely. 
And like I know, because we discussed as well, you know, you were planning on franchising. You you've you've started, but obviously the craziness that has happened in the last two years. But you might kind of let people know how how it works. And is it just something that you're planning on doing just in the states, or are you looking at doing international as well? You know, I am a full believer, and the sky is the limit. So I am. I have big. I have big dreams. Yeah. So I did franchise just before, you know, just not too long before COVID, and um, kind of worked on building my my studio into a franchisable model. And I do have I have one franchise location here in Texas. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's the dream. That's the goal is to kind of expand from here. And, and I wanted to build, when I first started my studio, I wanted something where people could get anything they wanted in one place. So you want high intensity, low intensity, you want meditation, you want yoga, whatever you want. I want, you can get it all in one place. And then as I've kind of evolved, I've evolved that, that principle as well and offering, you know, nutrition and wellness and all of those things. So it's just like a one-stop shop wellness boutique. And so that's the franchisable model that, that I'm bringing to the world is, is kind of just this like wellness space in a box. <laughs> well, I'd like to see a lot more of them than hospitals or yes, you know, medical centers. Totally. So, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I suppose, I suppose finally with the, uh, the so- social media then, because, you know, where for your practice or just for you it's like what because you know there's different people that are trying to promote themselves or their business or whatever what you feel works because everybody's got their own kind of take Uh, it wrecks my head to be honest with you trying to be everywhere and then you know just trying to figure out which ones are the best yeah yeah i mean it it is and you you really just have to find what works for you again it kind of goes back to that intuitive piece like what feels good for you what feels you know that works for you i've mainly focused on instagram and facebook I, you know, I have a YouTube channel. I don't spend a whole lot of time on it. And I, and, you know, I'm kind of on most of the platforms, but I spend most of the time on Facebook and Instagram. I am the same where I, I, and I'm just one person too. Like I can't be on all the things at one time. Maybe when, you know, eventually when I have a huge team, we can be on all the places all, you know, at all the times. But for now, you know, Facebook and Instagram works for me. I've, that's where I've, you know, I've gotten all my clients and that's where, you know, we do advertising and stuff. So that's what works for us. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Excellent. So you might uh, hope you might let people know how they can contact you. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm probably most active on Instagram. I'm at the hope Pedraza and then also have a free Facebook group. It's live wholesome and healthy. And it's just for all things, holistic living and holistic nutrition. Brilliant. Yeah. So I'll make sure I put the links in both the audio and uh, the video. Thank you very much. Perfect. Thank you so much for having me. So that's all for the meditation podcast. You can find all our episodes on the meditationpodcast.org on BitChute and YouTube. You find the links in the podcast description. Be sure to give us a thumbs up, five-star review, subscribe. It all helps. Until next week, take care.